Yo, yo, Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike at night. Our news, our, our business. business. We all about that love, support, support and, and protect. protect. Y'all you, know what it is. Hey, if you here at nighttime, when you here? At the right time, That's what baby. we talk about, baby. Let's get going tonight. Yeah, we got you a great right? show. We got a great show. Yeah, I'm good. How you doing? Hey, man? I'm excellent, man. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now, doing this show don't start nothing. You know, I, hey, I woke up this morning, there was a whole lot of money in my bank account. Oh, it was? It was a ton of it. Blow me $5. Blow <laughs> <laughs> me $5, baller. I want to be like you when I grow up. Hey, you know what? We got a good show lined up for y'all tonight. Make sure y'all get in there, man. Come on. Hey. Yeah, when you go on, man, share this video. Don't just log on to it, but share it on your page. We're trying to get this built out. We're getting a lot of feedback that y'all love the show. So love, support, and protect us and keep sharing this video. We're doing something unique that no one else is doing. We're making local people, the people of Denver, you guys are our star. And our celebrities. Let go. Hey man, check this out. And, and, and like my man said, my man, y'all know that's an acronym, right? Mike and Mike and Knight, my man, my man, let's go. So check this out. If y'all getting fed and y'all eating real good on our show, and even if you just getting a snack, man, share that with somebody. Y'all know y'all can't eat in front of people. We black folks. Yeah, you if you share. got something, you gotta you gotta share it with other people. You ain't coming in no black home and eating it. You ain't and you ain't getting nothing. You, you know my mama used to say that all the time. I just made some nachos. Terry's daughter threw down. What's your daughter's name, T? Aaliyah. Aaliyah threw down, man. She put some Doritos on that top with some meat. <laughs> he had to snatch it away because I was gonna eat the whole Man, he day. said, let me have one nacho. <laughs> you know you can't stop at what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but check this out, man. Love, support, and protect. One more time, we want to shoot out Shay's Beauty Supply. Want to make sure that y'all going over there getting your hair care products, keeping you guys the beautiful queens that you are. If you know somebody that's looking for a good beauty shop to go and get supplies, whoever it is, your daughter, your cousin, your auntie, your auntie's neighbor, the folks you go to church with, shoot that. Come on, man. Love supporting to protect. All day. Do it, y'all. So check this out. And we got a, a one more Jabos Barbecue. Somebody Jabos. told me the other way other day. They went over there. I got a call. Let me just say this real quick. I got a call all the way from Virginia. Wow. My man said if he come here, he gotta go to Jabos. Gotta go. That's to what Jabos. he said. So I was like, you know what, man? That's what I'm talking about. Uh we gotta get we gotta get that love, support, and protect going today. We got. I got a text message this morning. Guess what the text mes- message said? I'm going to tell you what it said. Tell what it said. Three words. What's that? Love, support, and protect. All right. That's all it said. That's, that's all, all the text message said love, was love, support, and protect. protect. That's what hey, we Hey, that's doing, our y'all. goal. That's what we want to do. That's what we have this show for. Let me tell you, me and this brother here, we do not get paid to do this. Yeah. So we want to let you guys know that this is a public service announcement. Exactly. We, we coming from the community with this. We doing this from our heart. When we see our brothers and sisters out here going in the wrong direction, dying at an untimely uh, uh, place in their life, when we see people out here killing each other, we get on this show 
to make sure that you get the love, support, and protect that you need to make the good decisions that you need to make in this world that we're living in right now. Yeah, this is our protest. We, 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 some people are out in the street. We're using the microphone. We're using our talent. And we want to, we're doing protesting via this microphone. That's we're trying right. to educate brothers on, on stocks. On uh, uh, marriage counseling, on uh, drug recovery, on all the topics that we brought up. With this you is guys, what we do. Supporting business. This is what we're about. We're doing it each and every day. And we didn't make the mistakes. Different. We didn't make the mistakes that we're trying to keep people from. And if you live in the good life, we want to make sure that you continue to live that, but not just for yourself, for everybody else as well. Around you. We got a dope show. And when I say dope, I don't mean dope, I mean dope. We got yeah. a dope show lined up for you guys today. We want to make sure, hey, if y'all get on this and you hear somebody, you hear something that you know somebody else needs to hear, man, share this. Share it. ain't going to cost you no money. Share the post. The cheapest thing in the world is a thank you. That's share all you got to give. You know, y'all troll through it anyway. Might as well share. You're sharing everything else. You're sharing everything else. So like let's that go. that picture of that girl looking back at herself and y'all saying she ain't got nothing back there. I've seen it. Y'all done shared that like a thousand times. Share this. This is educational I stuff. I was wondering what they was doing every yeah. time they do the picture and they look yeah. back. Yeah, she looked back. Like, well, turn around. Yeah. Let me see what you... You know what I'm but saying? That's what they said. Introduce they yourself. Saying she didn't have nothing to look at. That's what well, they were trying to say. I don't know. She got something to look at or not. She was a beautiful back queen, Hey, hey. She's beautiful all And day. that's all we're about is to love, support, and protect. We got a guest coming up tonight. Uh, we're going to take a quick intermission. We're going to introduce him, get him in here. And I know he got some heat for y'all tonight. So make sure that you're tuning in and you're sharing everything we got. Let's go. Let go. How did you see? How did you love? How do you remember me? I'm on the road tonight. Yeah. Y'all might be seeing her here pretty soon. But anyway, I just wanted to send that shout out. Hey, my man John's in the house. Big ups. Yeah. Clap that up for John. He decided to come tonight. Well, we invited him. Mm-hmm. And he accepted the invitation to come on Mike and Mike at night. On self-improvement about, oh, hey, night. Hey, on self-improvement night. How you can better yourself. Like we said, we all about the community. And, and you know what? Uh, if we could flip John inside out, y'all see something different. Cause I know y'all look at saying John ain't got the complexion for the connection, but he do. <laughs> yeah, Cause he he's do. connected. He's and connected. we stay connected at the bottom like the letter V. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? Yes, this sir. is how we do this today. But anyway, John, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you, thank for coming you. out. Thanks for, t- for, for, for taking a few, uh, minutes out of your busy schedule. Cause I know it's busy. Um, to sit down and talk with, with your brothers today, and we appreciate you. I know the people okay, watching appreciate now, you. Deborah saying she can't hear us. Can you text us? Let us know you can hear us now. What's up? Can you hear us? We want to make sure everybody hear this. Hey, hey, y'all, y'all can't hear. Let me know. Let us know right now if you can hear or not. 
Mike, reach out Mike to my girl Tika White and see yeah. if she, she can hear us. Because you know what? Uh, some people out there, they don't know where the uh, the sound button is on their phone. So they got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that guy called commercial. Yeah. I don't have mute on my phone. Well, everybody has mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she says she can't hear. Can you hear us now? I feel like I'm in a uh, Verizon commercial right now. <laughs> can you, can yeah. you hear me now? You should, hey, we should be live and direct. Everybody should be hearing us just fine. Yeah, I hear everything. Testing, testing. One, two, Let three. Let me throw these young headphones on. Make yeah, sure y'all can make hear. Make sure we got it going on. Hey, you know what? We got five people watching. So if those five people right now can't hear, y'all need to ho- holler if you're here, man. Yeah, you guys got to go to Terry Spears' page. Go to Terry Spears' page. She said she can't even see it. Let's see. No, we got six in there right now. So everybody yeah. can they can hear yeah. and they can see. Okay. But can somebody reply and let us know y'all can hear it? Okay. Well, I just got somebody say, hey, they got dial up. Yeah. <laughs> so if y'all got dial up, y'all need to switch up here. Y'all need to switch over. Yeah. Step your step your internet game up. Step your out game there, up. players. Step uh, your game but, up. But they say they can hear me real good. All right, so we so John, on. we in the house, man. Again, we want to sorry for the interruption, but we want to thank you again for coming on and spending your evening with us. We know you have a busy schedule, but we just gonna jump right into the questions. Yeah. First of all, John, tell me who you are, what you do, man. So first of all, I'm never too busy to come hang out with y'all. Okay, that's what's that's up. What's up. That's Second of all, I got a couple businesses that I want to shout out. Number one, House of Hair, owned by Marcus Pope over on 28th. Okay, I know Marcus. That's what's okay. up. All right, yeah. where's it at again? 28th Avenue between Fairfax and L. Okay. Okay, who will? That's my barbershop. Got a Marcus, Sam, Brad, Kajay, and Coco in there. Oh, oh, he got he got all the names. Yeah, all great right. barbers, great stylists. They know what they're doing in there. And uh, just a local artist, I want to shout out Jordan J. River Simpkins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Manuel Christian, Christian Center. Center. Okay. Okay. He's, he's got bars. He knows what he's doing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I just wanted to throw out that little shout out. So, yeah. check this out, Mike. What brings John here tonight? Well, you know, John is a unique situation. So up until five years ago when he married the beautiful Sophia, he was a single father of three children, raising them all himself with an absent parent that he really wasn't dealing with. Okay. So, man, how how did you do that? Let's talk a little bit about okay, that. Okay, so, so we, first of all, we know that he, he he's responsible because yeah. to take care of three children, uh, you, you got to know what you're doing, man. Go ahead. Man, I don't think anybody knows what they're doing when they get into it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what they say about the oldest? The oldest is one that you mess up on. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, I had, I had my friends around. You know, my friends and my family really helped me. My, my parents helped me out a lot. My mom helped me out a lot. Uh, okay. So it's that couple, family support. Yeah. yeah. I had a couple of, couple my, my really close friend, Jarrell. He was a roommate of mine. He, he came and stayed with me, and he helped me. Mm-hmm. When I needed to go out and do stuff, he would, he would hang back. Okay. It takes a village. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. And his, and his uncle, too, we call him Unc. He, uh, he was always there for me, too. So okay. that helped a lot. Okay. okay. So you had a network of people that yeah. came in and kind of lent a hand and, yeah. and kind of got you going. Okay. And I got to say, anybody who tries to do it on their own, they're fooling themselves. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, so- you got to have... First of all, if, if you're the only person around, then I think that your kids, they, they don't get enough robust of an experience. Yeah. Okay. You know, you got to have people around you that 
that can help out. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let, let me, can I drop this bombshell or you want to drop ahead. the bombshell? Go ahead. Okay, so check this out. John is raising right now three black children. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has three black children that he's taking care of. And we had a little short conversation before about the whole yeah. hair situation. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's just jump into that before we get into the nitty gritty. Y'all see let's how just... he stole my question. <laughs> he just going to jack my question that I had. We well, knew well, I was well you got to read them and I can remember them. Yeah, so go ahead. Go. So <laughs> go, go ahead and ask your question there, brother. John, just talk to us about the hair did, all right? Talk to us about the hair did. Yeah, Having so, to do young black girls' hair. Let's talk about that. So, yeah, two, two of my kids are girls. Um, one of them is 17. She's a senior in high school now. Wow. The other one is in eighth grade. Okay. And uh, th- so I got twins that are a boy and a girl. And, okay. Uh, they're both in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, when, when their mom was around, I made sure that I paid attention on how to do their hair. and I, So you was I, taking notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I would do their hair and, you know, just because I knew that I knew that the situation wasn't good. So I had to had to pick it up, had to pick up as many things as I could. So, you know, I have them between my legs on the floor doing their hair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I heard you could do a mean ponytail, brother, and have it twisted and everything. Now, and it looked better than something. Now, does John know what an Eastside ponytail is? <laughs> uh, with one stick. You know what? Up, hey, hold on, man. We ain't going to talk about the Eastside ponytail. Anyway, so. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you know, pigtails, ponytail, all that stuff. Okay. So, I can do a couple braids. All right. Okay, so you know how to I braid, can, too. I can do French braids, but I can do, you know, the braid braids. Yeah. Now, this is how you know if you could do hair or not. Uh-huh. Did your daughter ever come home crying? She sure left crying. Okay. Well, they always yeah, cry when you're doing it. But they, if they come home crying, that's when you know you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come home crying. Okay, so they, they was cool crying. with it. All right. My, my oldest, she, she's ten, tender-headed to this day. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but the younger one, she does her own hair now. She can even braid it up herself. Oh. Okay. She cornrows well, she, hold on. She's 17? No, that's that's not the one. Okay. That's the one that's 14. She, oh, she know wow. how to do her own hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. she's, she's about to be 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have daughters the same age. So, so, I mean, can you do the splits with the parts in them and everything and take the sections yeah. and do the braids? What type yeah. of grease do you use, John? Think well. Oh, grease? We didn't really use grease. Really? Use grease? Yeah. So, what you using? Body butter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they really didn't need it. Just pink okay. oil would keep it right. Oh, oh, really? oh, that pink. Okay, oh, yeah, that, I know oh, what you're yeah. talking about. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in every house. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is one of my. What's, this is one of the questions that I have for mm-hmm. you, and that is, what do you think that uh, that uh, the major? How do you, how do you convey the struggle of the black man to the black men that you are raising? And and do you necessarily see that as a priority? I mean, do you address it from them being blacks, or do you address that from just on a humanitarian level. So that's kind of a, that's a stacked question. Um, I think that first of all, the way that I address it is I can't say this is what it feels like. You know, I can't come from there, but I can definitely have them talking to, to my friends and my, my close people who, who are black, who have that experience, Okay. You know, especially as it comes to my son. And sometimes it's like, I just got to keep it real and just say, hey, I can get away with this, but you can't. You might not be able to. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, uh, so you shoot straight with them. Just give them the 100. This yeah. is what it is. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's okay. The point, what's the point? Sugar coating. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, with with my son especially. Mm-hmm. You know, my my wife, she's she's half black, and she she uh, she's she's really smart, man. Because she she told me, you know, don't let him go out to the park with a toy gun. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Stuff like that. So, okay. So, so that, she kind of put you up on a little bit as did, well. She did because I had never thought of that before. Um, yeah, you don't want to play around yeah, with you that. You can't mess around with that. You know, well, my mom, my, myself, growing up, my mother let, never let us play with toy guns mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. She was always like, you know what? Pointing a gun at somebody and pulling the trigger, you don't even want to play like that. I'm going to tell you something real quick. In the wilderness, what 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 are the uh, what are the lions and the tigers? What how do they teach they cub? They let them mimic what yeah. they gonna be doing later on in life. They teach so my mama said, "Look, if you ain't gonna be playing with no guns in here, you know, because I don't want you when you become an adult to feel like it's okay to be pointing guns at people and shooting." And my dad was real big on that. Yeah. Don't point no gun at me and pull no trigger. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play that at all. So, so good. So that was good for her to share that with them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It definitely made a big difference. I think could have mm-hmm. potentially saved his life. But uh, you know, it's like when so my son got caught stealing. Okay. Last last school year. Okay. And uh, he, uh, it's right next to the to the middle school that he goes to, Seven Eleven. He's. He's banned from there, obviously, okay. forever now. Yeah, we How all Jack 7-Eleven at one point he, in our life. He was 13. I've never taken anything from 7-Eleven. I have. Ever. I have. In my life. I have. I'm being facetious. I'm playing with you guys. Okay, that's where that's where you that's that's where you sharpen your thief teeth at. Seven Eleven. That's where you go in and do a little look around. Is anybody watching me? No, no. But I'm not. Now, you guys, I'm not advocating stealing anything from Seven Eleven. Don't do it. And say Mike and Mike at night told me to steal something from Seven Eleven. No, we did not. You're alive. Uh, well, go ahead. Yeah, so where we live, we live up in a reunion area, which is like the, the newer part of Commerce City. Okay. It's, there's not a lot of black people up there. Okay, I know um, exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so I told him, I was like, man, you, you, you know that they got their eyes on you. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what were you doing? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, one time he did it and he, he got away with it and he just kind of started to feel himself. Mm-hmm. He, he, when they busted him, he had like $40 worth of candy on him. Wow. wow! Wow, man, he, he went all so, out. So he, he okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah at least we get yeah. one piece, you know. Might as well get them all. Yeah. So uh, we we finally squared that up. Uh, he had he had to go to court and everything. everything oh wow! Everything's okay. been squashed. Just made him do some community service. And all okay. That stuff. That's besides the point. Right. Right. Yeah. But but these are some of the things or the, or the struggles that you've had, and just sharing with them, and not that no one else would go through that problem based on their on their ethnicity. But um, just dealing with, you know, the black youth, because, you know, some of us, we deal with black youth, but we do it on a different level. Yeah. You're 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 right there on the on, in the trenches and sharing things with, with the black community and experiencing things with the black community at the same time. So that leads me to my next question. And that is with the with the um, with the um, uh, Black Lives Matter deal. How do you I mean, how do you approach that? How do you feel about that? Man, I think first of all, I think that it's it's messed up that you even have to say that Black Lives Matter. Right. right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing that that I think is terrible that people just don't understand when people combat Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, how could you combat that? It's like right. Blue Lives Matter. Really? Like you can take off the blue suit. 
But yeah. you can't take off your skin. Come yeah. on now. Amen. Please, up, top, up top with me, yeah, y'all. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, for real. We didn't make a decision. You made a decision to be a police officer. Yes. We did not make a decision to be black. It wasn't up to us. Yes. This is what we were given. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I I definitely, I, I try to immerse myself in in that whole Black Lives Matter movement, the whole culture. I'm, I watch a lot of things on YouTube to just kind of get other people's vantage points, other people's uh, perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. I jump into the comments and I just see all these just crazy racist people just saying all this stuff like that kid who was shot mm-hmm. who shot the people in Kenosha right yeah. 17 year old kid I jumped into the comments and I was reading people talking about oh you know he he was just protecting himself mm-hmm. said, no he wasn't <laughs> right. No, he, wasn't. he went there with an AR-15. He, went with, he, went, he had. You ever went somewhere with an AR-15 no, just to protect purpose. yourself? Yeah, yeah. I walk through Montbello every day, and I don't have an yeah, AR-15. Yeah. Right. And it could happen at any time. Yeah. yeah. You know, I lived in Montbello for a while there, and I learned that if you see somebody walking around with a tennis racket case, mm-hmm. watch out. Right. AK's fitting them perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most go. definitely. <laughs> most definitely. But so you they, learn. They definitely don't have it out brandishing. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like it's just. Well, he was there to make the confrontation. He yeah. was there. It was loaded. He knew that he was going to have to shoot people. Why? So it just it it baffles me the fact that people don't understand what the movement is for. And now that all of this, all of these protests have gone on, now all of a sudden Roger Goodell is going to stand behind Black Lives Matter when he he effectively let the NFL blackball Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you know, and that's just. Well, you know, uh, we and we have we can never lose sight of the fact that um, we live in a capitalist environment. Mm-hmm. We don't live in the jungles of Soweto or you know Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. We stay in a capitalist environment, and being here, everything is going to be driven by the dollar. Yeah. yeah, and because you know, just like before, when with the, with with the uh, bus boycotts and everything. Uh, um, initiated and and and, and uh, uh, pushed forth by by uh, uh, Rosa Parks, yeah. um, it, it was starting to hit them in their pockets. Yeah. So when we have the black athletes who are generating, let's not get it confused, generating most of the money that the NFL receives. Right. At some point, it was just in it. It, it was just uh, uh, inevitable yeah. that we were going to have to address that that. Uh, Issue on a, on a, on a national level and also on a social level when it comes to professional sports. Yeah, yeah I mean the Black Lives Matter question is is so much to unpack, um, but I gotta like tip my hat off to Nike because Nike was they were the first big brand mm-hmm. who backed the Black Lives Matter movement. They backed Colin Kaepernick way before it was mainstream. Way before yeah, it was, before anybody made it popular to do so. Right, yeah, and then you know, and those folks out there now they're backing it. But to me, it's, it's, it's that little bit. You let them put Black Lives Matter on. You bring out commercials. But what are you companies going to do as far as the politics are concerned? What are you going to do as far as the law is concerned? That's where you can make your move. That's where you can make a big impact. Putting out little commercials and doing that and thinking you've done your job is nothing. Is doing nothing whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, you did a commercial, but there's still black men still out dying in the street. The guy Blake that got shot in the back. That happened all after everybody put out their little commercials and he still got shot in the back. 
and, and unjustifiably did so. So you well, got to do more. Let's shoot out Kendra real quick because yeah. she said it's especially hard. Now, here's a white woman who's also raising three black children. It's mm-hmm. ironic. And she says it's especially hard raising black men being white for sure. Yeah. You know, it, and, and I can understand her struggle. And thanks a lot for that comment, Kendra. Uh, I can understand her struggle as opposed to yours even because you're a white man. Yeah. Just imagine a white woman. Yeah. Who is trying to because, you know, because first of all, we're raising a man. The first the rudiments of raising a man is just teaching them how to be a man. First off, yeah. first off, yeah. foremost. For sure. But for a woman to try to give a man the rudiments of being a man and understand him on that level is almost impossible. So you need a man to do that. Now, before the show, you said something about being on the bench. Can right, you, can right. You, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I thought that was a profound it statement. It was, it was. Yeah, so uh, I got a couple, just like a little story, right? That okay. That just make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, when I was younger, because I've always been, I just hang out with different people. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't just hang out with black people. I'm just hanging out with white people. I'm just hanging out with Hispanic people. Um, you know, I, I hang out with a lot of different people. And when I was like 17, 18 years old, we were in the car and, uh, I think it was like 4th of July or something. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're driving through the five points and it was me. So you were with some brothers? I'm about to tell you. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting me. ahead of the story. It was me. It was my boy, Joe, who's uh, Hispanic. He's Chicano. Um, my boy, Jay, who's black. And my boy Giovanni, who is from Guatemala, mm-hmm. and okay. he, he'd been here since he was like, you know, me had yeah, the grasshopper. There you yeah. go. Uh-huh. And um, so we get profiled and pulled over. We weren't doing anything wrong. Profiled and pulled over, and uh, he's making everybody show their IDs. And I'm like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just like, well, I'd rather do it than than have them pull us out the car or whatever. Right. So everybody shows their ID, and uh, Giovanni had a. He had a, a warrant or whatever. And it was like a small warrant, too. Mm-hmm. But he had a warrant, and he ended up getting deported. Wow. To Guatemala. They dropped him Just on. based off of that 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 routine traffic stop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He, he never came back, either. Wow. They dropped him off in the middle of the jungle, is the story that he told Wow. Me. And so there was he, only one other person there with him, and that other person was actually from there. He's been here since he was one years old. Wow. So he didn't even know anybody down there. He had no roots to his family that was from there. Okay. And uh, he just had to figure it out. Okay. But so that was me, you know, being in the game sort of, but it's like I was on the bench. You know, mm-hmm. I had a front view, front, uh, just like a front row view of the game. So it's like if I was in the NBA, I'm on the bench. I get to cheer on people. I get to be there. I get to see people and I get to see the struggle, but I'm just not, I don't go through the struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how close I am to people. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, you know, Mike's one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, it doesn't that doesn't change the fact that I'm a white dude mm-hmm. and that I still have white privilege. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever been in a situation because you're obviously yes. I kind of knew yes. I, I kind of see you as being white. Have you ever been in a situation where you have had, you know, you've been in a, a mixed company or not so mixed company where you've had other white people around you and they have said something not knowing exactly who you are, because I know Hispanic yeah. people who say that, you know, sometimes people come up to me, speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. So has that ever happened to you where you've been around other whites and they have made some comments or anything and you've had to speak up? Of course. 
Okay. Of course, man. I'm, I'm a fly on the wall, you know? kind of feel like an insider sometimes. Okay. Like I'm insider trading. Okay. You know, and I get to I get to be in the mix and I get to listen to people say all their all their crazy things that, that I would that would, you know, piss me off, that would get under my skin. Okay. And I'd let them I'd let them go well into it before I let them know where I'm coming from. Oh, so hold on. So hold on. Hold on. Okay. So you did say something. Yeah. But so, do you, so do you let them you you let them talk a little bit yeah, first? Yeah. So yeah. you know that you're addressing some racism yeah. or do you do you you don't just come out the gate and say something to them? Well, I the way that I look at it is it's like I'm just leaving out my snares and I'm just letting them walk in there and get that trap. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to be like, "Hey, by the way, this is this is what my life looks like." Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh and, wow. And then they're just like, "Well, I'm not." I right thought you. I thought yeah. you were one. Of, I thought you were one of us. Yeah. What, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, you what say? Are, they said they're what? Not racist. Right. When they just made a bunch of racist comments, right? Yeah. And they, and they backpedal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Has to say that they're not racist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they got some things to work out. Mm-hmm. But I do think that everybody's a little bit racist, mm-hmm. you know, in their own right, because it's just. Like everybody talks about systemic racism, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, white people, like Kendra, saying white people act like racism is normal, and that's what they do. But it has but here, been. Here, let me. It has me, been so, for yeah, so many years. Go let, ahead. Let me make a statement. To me, I think there are people who have prejudices, and prejudices are not knowing that much about a community and on the outside looking in. To me, when it's racist is when you talk about it, you see things going on like you. You don't say nothing to the other person that's being uh, doing that stuff. And then you act out on your racism like you don't give. So you're in a position to hire a brother or to give a brother a good money and a job. But you don't based on their black. But a white person with a less with less education can come in and make more money than that person. To me, that's acting it out. Do and you that's feel, when it becomes racist. Do you feel like you have benefited from white privilege? Yeah. Yeah. So I got another story. So uh, when I was younger, I was doing some dirt with, with my boy. Oh, yeah, I remember and this story. We were going over state lines. We, this was well before marijuana was legal. Okay. And we were going up to the, to the Twin Cities. Okay. To get up to the Twin Cities, you have to go through Omaha. Okay. Which is it's just known for being like the like the the drug highway, like the trafficking highway, right? Okay. It has the largest interstate um, intersection in, in the country. Okay. And so just everybody goes through there, and there's canine units just lining the highway. It's really confusing too because there's just highways going. It's like worse than LA, at least mm-hmm. the way that I picture LA, and um, we get pulled over. By this canine unit, we we had a fair amount of, of marijuana in the car, and uh, I was driving, and the cop pulled us over, and he he gets out, and he he has me come out and get into his car, and he talks to to my boys in the passenger seat. He's black, and uh, he keeps going back and forth, and you know before I got out, we were getting our story straight. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is what we're doing. This is where we're going, and. Uh, he kept going back and forth. I'm sitting right next to the dog. And we really, we covered our traces as well as we could. Okay. So the dog didn't give any any signals okay. when I was in the car. Okay. But finally, he comes back into the car and he's like hammering me again. I'm like, hey, man, we got places to go. And so this is when I pulled out my white privilege. I, back then I said it, I pulled my white boy card. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, obviously now it's called black, uh, white privilege. Right. So uh, <laughs> he... He says, 
I'm like, man, we got places to go. If you want to get the dog out and have him come check, please just get it done so that we can move on. Wow. Wow. And then he's like, all right, you can go. Wow. wow. So yeah. Then, so, so, but he was giving the brother that was with you a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And my, okay. We, we were we were really tight. We lived next door to each other. We ended up being roommates later. And <laughs> and I get back in the car. He's like, man, I didn't know if you were gonna fold or not. Mm. You know, and you and and, yeah. and, if, and 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 the thing is, the point here being is that if he would have said the exact thing that you said, there would have been a a, a whole production. Right. Behind that, yeah, he might but have, he might have called him out on it. Yeah, you know, and I've even seen it. Yeah. Like when when I've been in situations, and I'm like, brother, do you know what you're doing? Well, I got lawyers, <laughs> and you know what? You can kiss my ass. I'm like, yeah. man, I would never, never say, say that, that to the yeah, What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I get it, and I've seen it in action. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, and it's also I, I would say on a um, on a more um, on a different level, I would say it's all in the way that you address, interact, and deal with police officers. So if I could say this to my brothers and sisters out there, um, when you're dealing with police officers and you're in a situation like that, you want to be respectful, first of all. You want to comply with whatever they're asking you to do. And if you're not complying and you know you're wrong, just go ahead and apologize. You know, there was an OEA when I was in the military. He said, you know what, Terry? You can be right, but you can be dead right. Yeah. We, we yeah. want to make it home. We don't want to be dead right. Come home safe. Exactly. Be intelligent. Exactly. Say the right thing. Number one, don't ride dirty. You guys know the climate right now. Well, you now. know who we're talking about. You know so what's going on. not to ride dirty, man. Hey, but you know what? I mean, you kind of bring, you you don't bring what they do to you on yourself, but if you ain't got nothing going on, the chances of you leaving that stop and leaving with your life increase dramatically versus if you're doing, out there doing something wrong, because then you give them okay. And, they, and they, once they feel they have the okay, they're going to act on it. They're going to act on it anyway, but you just reduce your chances when you're not doing that. Now, John, I got a, I got a thing for you because we're talking to it, and you're a, you were single for 10 years taking care of these kids almost no, not, by yourself. Not a full 10 years. So. Not a full 10 years. Close enough, eight? Um, so the, the twins were in kindergarten when their mom stepped out of the house. So that's about day 14 now, about nine years. Yeah, but, you know, I was with Sophia for two years before we got married. Yeah, she so, didn't move in until we got married. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But Hold on, I, you married her first and then let her move in? Yeah. Up yeah. top one more time. So, <laughs> yeah, see, this yeah. is somebody out here doing it the right doing way. the right way. <laughs> you but, know? My, but my question is, what would you say, and I don't care what color they are, what would you say to those men out there who aren't taking care of their kids? who are deadbeat dads and doing that, when you had the struggle of three kids on your own, you maintained it, you took care of business, finance, and everything, what would you say, look at the camera, and what would you say to those dads out there, whether they be white, black, or whatever color, that aren't taking care of their kids and handling their business? Korean. Korean. Epidemic <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear there's an epidemic of that in the Korean community. Oh, wow. Well. Really? What would you yeah. say to those fathers? Because regardless of what race your kids are, it's even more that they're black, but you handled your business, period. What would you say to those fathers? I would say step up. You know, I mean, to me, there was no other choice. You know, I, I didn't see any other way. You know, uh, when my youngest daughter was born, she was born in another state. She was born in Missouri. And I had them come back out here. 
And her, her, their mom said, you know, it's a package deal. If she's coming, then I'm coming. And I was like, I guess I'll take you on. And it, obviously that didn't work out, but my daughter is still with me to today. Wow. Wow. That's deep. And we just let, we just dropped that bombshell, John. They didn't even know that. Yeah. So this yeah, young, so. this young black woman that you're raising as well, mm-hmm. uh, isn't consanguineously. That's another five dollar word. For that's, a, that's a con, yeah. is, is, yeah. is not consanguineously related to you. And consanguinely, consanguineous means blood related. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So she's not blood related to you. No, no she is. His daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, all, she was just all, somewhere else. All his kids is from his blood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to put that out there then. Yeah. Well, then they yeah. are consanguineously. They're not adopted. They're not. They are his children. I know. So they all, are consanguineously since they was connected. Knee high to a grasshopper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, step up. I mean, you're you're their father. You know, it's do you really want to have somebody else raising your other, your kids? Mm-hmm. That's the way that I look at it. I don't want somebody else raising my kids. I can't see somebody else calling or my kids calling some other man dad. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't that doesn't sit with me well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so even if you had, and let me just throw that in there. I just want to ask this question. Mm-hmm. So even if you were with a woman and she had children from someone else, you wouldn't let those children call you dad. If I'm not saying that, okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, I don't want I don't want my kids calling somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're saying you're going to have the responsibility of dad. Right. And you so if if you're a deadbeat, you got you're not there, not there, and you got somebody else there calling dad that's taking care of right. you. Right. Look, look at it like this. If you're a deadbeat dad, first of all, you don't know your your baby's mom could be bringing a bunch of dudes around and could be creating some some pretty crazy daddy issues in your daughters. Okay. And that's a big deal, you know? And uh so do you want your daughters bouncing around because their, their mom had to bounce around because mm-hmm. you couldn't take care of business. Yeah. And also, how many how many people do you want your kids calling that? Calling that? I mean, that's just... Yeah. I don't know. That's selfish. A, a man, a man, selfish that, a man that comes in every two years and all of a sudden they call him dad. Not somebody that's been there and, and with the with the ex and been handling business with her for decades, but some on and off again thing and they call him dad. Now, my sisters out here are going to get upset with me real quick because I want to just address I want to yeah. address something real quick mm-hmm. before we just leave this uh, by the wayside. When it, because we talked about raising black men, and then when we talked about raising black women, we just addressed the hair issue. Yeah. What are what are the other things? Because I have three girls, mm-hmm. and I talk to them about how to respect themselves, mm-hmm. how to conduct themselves around men, and how to conduct themselves with men that they may or may not be interested in. Mm-hmm. I teach them how to conduct themselves in that way. What is your advice to the young black women, and how do you how do you raise your own? So I really go against the grain. Okay. Like I cut direct. I'm I'm slicing brisket every day. Okay. You know, because uh, I'm very conservative. I, I don't let my daughter show their their stomach. Mm-hmm. I know that that's really popular right now. That you know, young ladies walk around with you know their stomach all out and stuff like that. I don't I don't let that. So my daughter's dressed conservatively. You know, and I I just I'm I don't let them play the field. There's no dating in my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because my daughter's 17 and she's not dating anyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So how, how do you let them know their worth? 
Because in, in our community, a black woman's worth, we talk to our kids all about their worth. What do you tell them? How do you let them know what their worth is so they're not just out there doing anything with any little boy or anything like that? Yeah, so, you, so I'll okay. tell you this. Um, you know, my wife and I, we I feel like we set a really good standard. Mm-hmm. You know, and so because my wife and I are respectful of each other, we, we rarely fight. And when we, and when we do argue... It's rarely to where anybody else is is privy to the fact that we're having having a disagreement, but uh, we're respectful of each other. Uh-huh. And so I tell the kids, I'm like, I tell my daughters, you know, look at how I treat your Sophia. mother. Okay. Look at how I treat her. If you should never accept anybody treating you any lesser than how I treat her, and that's a really high standard. Okay. Yeah, I never call her out of her name. I uh-huh. always treat her well. I always okay. treat her with respect. Anything that she asks for is never too much. Okay. You know, so I just I try to I try to lead by example on the type of man that you should allow to be in your life. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. And and this is this is coming from a white man teaching a young black woman how to conduct herself as a black woman. And did you hear what he said about the exposed the exposed skin and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying y'all all gotta go as hard as John is going, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is this. He's raising a young black woman, and this is the requirement because I want to say this real quick. He could, he could have, uh, uh, even though he is so, so uh, love supporting and protecting this young lady, he could have a hands off approach yeah. and saying, you know what? Well, I just allow her to be who she's going to be, and this and that, and I want her to grow into her own, and and all those different types of excuses. But no, you're saying, you know what? I'm gonna have as a father, as her father, as her consanguineous father yeah. I am going to be a bit a major part in her life and I'm going to be hands on I'm going to say this real quick a lot of women that have problems with men are those who didn't have a real really good connection with, with their, their father yeah yeah. so I gotta, I gotta give my wife did not have her father in her life but she she came out a great woman yeah okay she, she's an absolutely wonderful fantastic woman Okay. So, to all you single mothers out there, I just want you to know that just because their father, that your kid's father is not in the picture, doesn't mean that they can't come out and be amazing women. Because they can. Amen. But it, it takes that much more from you to be able to make that happen. You know, it takes a lot from you. And I'm, I feel like I'm mansplaining right now. Mm-hmm. But it just... It, my my mother in law is a is a hell of an example of how to raise a woman as a single mother, and she put it all in. She was hundred percent in all the time, and my wife doesn't go a day without speaking to her mother. Yeah, you know, so so she so moms sure have a big filled, part to play as yeah, well. She filled that void as best as she could, and um, so I just want to let y'all know that it can be done, and. I'm sure that you already know that because you're you're in the thick of it right now. But you can be a great mother of a great young lady if you just give it 100. percent And I want to set this out because you know you're going to get some brothers that watch this show, and brothers like to call. You know they watch different things and saying, "Oh, well, y'all brought on a, a white savior on the show to show how he takes care of black women like black men can't." No. There's plenty of black men out there doing the same thing that John is doing. Most definitely. Terry's taking care of his kids. I'm taking care of me. Like, I don't even hang in a circle 
with dudes that don't take care of their kids. If we come up in a conversation and you tell me you ain't been around your kids and you don't really seen them and you ain't doing too much with them, I ain't got no time for you, brother. Because I know I'm, how you feel about me. Yeah, I'm gonna lay some, I'm gonna lay some information, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be like, you know, I gotta bounce because I ain't got no time for you. But on that same note, on that same note, let me just throw that in there because yeah. there are some people, due to circumstances or whatever, they're not able to spend the time that they should with their children. Mm -hmm. And I just want to reach out to those brothers and say, brothers, do whatever you can. Whatever you can, to, especially if you have girls, do whatever you can. To make sure that those that you are in those girls' life, because it means the world to them. Yeah. Trust me. They to have their father around, to know that their father loves them, it means a lot. Yeah. And I'll just bring up my daughter. You know, I, I didn't have custody. I did fools. I got into domestic violence situations. I didn't have custody of my daughter. So the times of like holidays and everything that I had got to spend to her and I went to her mother's house with her grandparents and I spent those holidays too with her. Now, you know, we weren't getting along. I wasn't getting along with the family that good at time because I was doing knucklehead stuff. But that reflects back to now these days. And my daughter respects the fact that I did that. And she's 28 years old now. She knows. And, and some of the truth came out. And I'm going to air all my bit. But the truth came out to some things. And things are a lot better between, between everybody now. But you never stop. You do what you can in that position. Because their adolescence is only a small amount of time. But them as adults, you're going to have a lifetime of a friendship with them. And you don't want them going into their adulthood saying that you was never there as a father. And, and damaged. Yeah. Is and it? You, your daughter loves and respects you. <clears throat> yeah. She loves you so much, man. Yeah. So he never stepped down. He never backed down. He always he always hung in there. Is there anything else that you, you would like to leave us with today, John? I appreciate everything that you had to offer. Yeah, but so something... It, Another shout out to my wife. She really, she really pushed this, and it's it's really important. She made sure that, you know, because because my family is predominantly white, <laughs> like Eddie Murphy said back in the days. <laughs> my my family is is white, and so you know my my kids spend a lot of time with my family, mm -hmm. and so uh, I I go to a church that is mostly black. You know, I go to a barber shop that is black owned. And I just try to make sure that they understand as much as they can both sides of their culture. And um, so, you know, this is where I give the shout out to my wife is that she she made sure that we we put them up on game on the the civil rights movement and things like that. So mm. like uh, we watched um, we watched this special about the civil rights movement and immediately my daughter was like, we got to get the Malcolm X book. We got it. She didn't finish it, but my son finished it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, he read it cover to cover within like a week or two, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I just, I continue to make sure that they're, you know, on top of both sides of their culture. And being exposed to it yeah. because yeah. That, that exposure is a big piece. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like the fact that you're also supportive of their culture and their heritage and you don't kind of like shove that to a side, like, because I think, well, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just another thing that I do, you know, raising black children. And it's not all my idea. You know, I'm, I, I definitely I, I pick and choose what I'm going to implement into my life like any other good leader would. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you learn from other leaders and you you decide what makes sense for you, what, what fits into your household and your lifestyle. And, mm -hmm. and I do that. 
Well, I appreciate that. And I thank you again on that love, support and protect thing yeah. on that love, support and protect tip. I just want to thank John for doing what he's doing and making sure that he is supplying a, 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 the black community with some people, with some young men and women who have respect for themselves, respect for their heritage and respect for each other. So I thank you again, John, thank for you. joining us tonight, coming out and having this conversation with us because we definitely couldn't have done it without you. It's all about that love, support and protect you guys. Thank you so much. Mike and Mike at night. Make sure you're sharing this. There's somebody that needs to hear. There's other people that's going on like that. And this is like bringing the races together right now. This is what we need to do. We need to have those conversations and find out more and more and more we're all the same. The more things that change, the more things stay the same. We are the same. We got differences, but we can work them out. Hey, see y'all tomorrow. We got more in common than we don't. Hey, one more time, John. We got more in common than we don't. We have more in common than we don't. Most definitely. Y'all have a good night. Hey, shout it out, Mike and Mike at night. We love y'all. Hey, make sure you share this. If you know somebody that needs to see this, needs to hear this, hey, put it on your page. Let them check it out. Share it. Hey, signing out, y'all. Have a good one. Y'all have a good one.